Hey, brother! Ben Easley, one of the most emotional episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender is when Katara finally confronts her mother's killer, Yanra. It happens just a few episodes before the end of the show, but the incident has been part of Katara's core motivation throughout the entire series. I lost my mother in a Fire Nation raid. The Fire Nation took my mother away from me. It's also one of the few times you get to see Katara like at a full 10 on the anger scale, and if not for some very sage advice from Aang, she might have become a murderer herself in this moment. Instead, though, she's able to find it within herself to practice restraint and uses the experience to forgive Zuko for all of his misdeeds against the three of them for the past few months. And for Katara, the situation seems pretty resolved, but I'm afraid that for me, it is not. There is still one big mystery that looms, which is why, after years of just capturing waterbenders, did the Fire Nation suddenly decide to kill Katara's mother? I'm afraid I'm not taking prisoners today. Okay, so right out of the gate, this might not feel like much of a mystery. Like, is it really that hard to believe the Fire Nation killed one more person? Not really. And yet, this is actually very out of character for them. Like, yeah, they wiped out the Air Nomads in one fell swoop, but from there, they don't really make much progress in the war until... Uh... Like, you fast forward 100 years and it's like, have they conquered the Earth Kingdom? Nah. <laughs> the water tribes? Both still there. What have you been doing? You had like great day one. Then From there you're like, man, I am like, I am sore. What if, I think I'm just gonna sleep in tomorrow. You know, I can't jump in too much too soon. Maybe I'll go back in a hundred years. Anyway, in the episode, The Puppet Master, we learn from Hama that it was 60 years ago that the Fire Nation first began conducting their raids against the Southern Water Tribe. And during those raids, the goal of the Fire Nation wasn't to kill all of their opponents, just to capture all of their waterbenders. And at face value, this seems like a pretty effective strategy. I mean, without any waterbenders, it's way harder to defend yourself or form any sort of real resistance. But what's unusual about this is the timing of it and the determination not to kill the waterbenders. I mean, you wiped out all of the air nomads, so what changed? Well, first let's address the timing. 60 years ago from the present means 40 years after the genocide, meaning the water tribe raids didn't start until 40 years into the war. So why 40 years in, all of a sudden, is there this sudden determination to attack the Southern Water Tribe in this very specific way, capturing their waterbenders? Because to our knowledge, it's not like they were actively resisting or fighting back in any way. No, instead, the answer, of course, has to do with the Avatar. Everything revolves it's like the show. It. The whole show's about this. Like, uh. See, when Fire Lord Sozin first attacked, he was confident that he had not only wiped out the entire Air Nation, but also the Avatar that would have been born following Roku. Which serves him in two really big ways. Like, first of all, the Avatar has to be reborn yet again, which means they're probably not going to be a threat for like at least another 15 years or so, like long enough for them to grow up and learn some elements. But even if they do, there's no airbenders left to teach them airbending, so they like 
can't become a fully realized avatar. It's win-win. And like, hey, no need to even worry about hunting down this newly born avatar because 15 years, I mean, this war is going to be long over before then. <laughs> Right? This feels like exactly what I said in March. However, one of his fire sages, Kaja, who happens to be the grandfather of Shayu, who helps out Aang on Crescent Moon Island, informs Sozin that the air avatar actually survived the purge. And this is very worrisome for Sozin because it means he just wiped out the most powerful person on the planet's entire race. So he spends the rest of his life searching for the Avatar. But of course, he never finds him. And eventually he dies and passes the throne on to Azulon, who then also spends a very frustrating 20 years looking for the Avatar. Frustrating because at this point, this Avatar who survived definitely should have revealed himself, right? Like he should be 50 or so by now. But no, Azulon has a better idea. That air avatar must not actually exist. He must have actually been wiped out in the purge. That's why we can't find him because we've been looking in the wrong spots. He's actually been reborn into the next nation in the cycle, the Water Tribe. But yet again, he is met with resistance from the Fire Sages. In fact, Kaja's son, Shayu's father, tells him, no, the air avatar is still alive. To which Azulon responds by having him executed. And that's when the Southern Water Tribe raids begin. So, the timing of the raids and the reason that they are capturing and not killing all comes down to this. They're looking for the next avatar, who they now believe, or at least theorize, to be a waterbender. And their strategy is the same as Zhao's when he captures Aang. Just keep them locked up. Don't kill them, because if you kill them, they're just gonna be reborn, and the whole problem is gonna start again. But if that's the case, you might be wondering, why are they attacking the South and not the North? And the answer is that the North is just a lot better defended, isn't it? But in the meantime, they can easily wear down the South and have about a 50-50 shot of capturing this new avatar. And they are very successful in their strategy. They eventually do capture 100% of the waterbenders from the Southern Water Tribe, with Hama being the very last one. We actually learned from Hama herself that all of the waterbenders are taken to extremely dry prisons where there is zero water for them to bend. Or so they think. This is where Hama develops the extremely deadly and dangerous waterbending technique of bloodbending. And after spending months and months developing this technique and patiently waiting for the full moon, she eventually turns it on one of the guards and forces him to let her out of her cage. It's a truly daring and grand escape where she leaves all of her fellow benders behind? And that's important here because she confidently tells Aang and Katara and Sokka that she is the last southern waterbender, making it sound like she knows for sure that the rest of them must have been killed. And if I had to guess, I would wager that they were killed because of Hama's escape. She just demonstrated a brand new, super dangerous and deadly form of bending that makes waterbenders a way bigger threat all of a sudden. The only silver lining of which for the Fire Nation is that this is a brand new ability that they've never seen before. So at the very least, it's likely the North doesn't know about it. And they have literally the rest of the waterbenders in cages. So just 
kill them all and the situation pretty much gets resolved, right? Except for that one who escaped who they definitely want to find because she is definitely super dangerous. Which finally brings us back to Katara's mother, Kaya. So you might have wondered, like me, when you saw the episode about Katara's mother, why, if they had already captured all of the waterbenders, why were they still raiding the Southern Water Tribe at all? Well, as we all know, non-benders can still produce bending children. So it actually is still a good idea for the Fire Nation to check in every now and then to make sure new waterbenders haven't been born. But if that's what they're doing, looking for newly born waterbending children, then why do they believe Katara's mother that she herself is the last waterbender? It's me. Take me as your prisoner. Okay, quick refresher. During the raid in which Kaya is killed, the leader of the Southern Raiders, Yanra, reveals that his source tells him there is one last waterbender in the Southern Water Tribe. My source says there's one waterbender left in the Southern Water Tribe. Now the tribe and Kaya know this is a true fact and that the waterbender is Katara and assume that's who the Southern Raiders are looking for. However, it is worth noting that it has been 50 years since Hama escaped and nobody at the South Pole even knows she's escaped because she's been living in the Fire Nation since then the whole time. But if Yan-Ra is just doing a routine check to see if new waterbending children have been born, then shouldn't he be looking for a small child? But he's not. He easily accepts that Kaya, an adult, is the waterbender that he's looking for. Because, unbeknownst to the Southern Tribe, he's not actually looking for Katara at all. He's looking for Hama, the super dangerous prisoner who escaped, the last waterbender of the Southern Water Tribe. This is also why he kills Kaya rather than just capturing her. The orders have changed because of how dangerous they think Hama is. The last time they captured her, she just escaped. And since it's not the Avatar they're looking for anymore, killing her is a better option because there's not really any danger of her being reborn. It all fits. Ah, uh, and what I just love about this theory is that it just makes Hama that much worse. Like, not only is she already this creepy, dangerous woman who invented this new invasive style of bending, but because of her, the orders changed from capture to kill, and that's why Katara's mother is dead. Well, I mean, let's be clear, if the Fire Nation wasn't at war with, you know, the whole world and continuously raiding the tribe over and over again and capturing them, also, she wouldn't be dead. So, uh, potato potahama, they're, uh, they're both bad. But there you go, guys, that is the explanation for why the Fire Nation changed from capture to kill and Katara's mother ended up dead. But Ben, my question for you and everybody else is, what do you think? Is this the real reason Kaya is dead? And are there any other unanswered questions from the world of Avatar you would like us to look into? Please leave your thoughts in the towel section down below. Guys, thanks so much for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Avatar action from us. If you want to see why Ty Lee actually is an air nomad, you can check out this video right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life run.